Lisa Kay, connecting the community on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town on KTOE. My name is Lisa Kay. It is time for Master Gardener Chat. Uh, we've got Joyce Wilcox and Kim is with us as well, our Master Gardeners. How are you? Great. Oh, wonderful. Great. Uh, this weather is crazy. Yeah, we brought the heat wave. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, if you recall, the last time we talked a couple of weeks ago, we were just carrying on about how cold it was and what, you know, on and on. And now... I have to say it's for April this 90 degrees is just a little too warm for yeah. the plants. <laughs> this is crazy. Fear not fall will come next week. I know it's supposed yeah. to be 40 the high 40 by Sunday <laughs> yeah. but the one thing I noticed is we have a lilac bush right next to our screen porch and of course we've been enjoying the screen porch the last few days and the lilac bush went from um, just you know looking like oh it's just early spring to yesterday it started to leaf out and it oh. did that in three days what's going to happen when it gets well, cold see, and that's that's the piece that i'm concerned about because i noticed the trees in the neighborhood um our maple trees went from just having some swollen buds to they're starting to flower mm-hmm. yep. and you know it's this weather is just not appropriate we, they need to <laughs> gradually they need to gradually you know get to that point so i, I don't know i don't I, we've had you know hot days like this before in the spring, but this is kind of like this is prolonged. a record setting. This is prolonged yes. because it's going to be like by the time it's done three or four days. So I don't know. The one thing I do know is if anybody had tulips, mine are just like an inch out of the ground. But if you had tulips or daffodils that were up and bigger, those guys are going to start trying to bloom, and they're going to just fade. Yeah. They're going to fade off. They can't. Yeah. They can't deal with hot weather. My, um, I planted tulip daffodil bulbs along in my garlic bed. I'm gonna see how this does, right? I oh, did yeah. all the bulbs, right? Um, and so I've noticed that they are. They're about an inch tall as well. But I planted chicken wire. I put chicken wire over the top mm-hmm. of them because I didn't want the bulbs to get dug up. Yep. Yeah. So did I. Happened to me. But then when do you remove the chicken wire? I did. Yesterday. Okay, I'm gonna. I was working on that today I have or tomorrow. In, I have like 700 bulbs in our yards. Holy cow! Well, you know, don't, you don't judge. <laughs> you, you don't necessarily. My experience with that chicken wire is like I plant all those canna bulbs that I have. I left the chicken wire down, and the bulbs just Kinda came up. up. They, they come up through the wire. I can't because the garlic is in there too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yep. Because otherwise, the the squirrels were just going crazy, dig, digging up these huge canna bulbs. They're huge. Mm-hmm. And the, they're almost as big as the squirrel. But um, <laughs> as I left the wire down, and I had 100% success last summer with that. They came up around the wire, and everything was wonderful, and they bloomed, and the hummingbirds were happy, and I was happy, and, you know, it, I think, it worked out well. I think that's part of it is I removed it yesterday just because they've gone from being like, just the tip of the bulb was showing, mm-hmm. the plant was showing out of the dirt, the soil. And now it's like, they're probably three inches out of the ground, maybe four. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I, and I interplanted them with daffodils. And we all know that the daffodils are kind of a, what's that? They're poisonous to the animals. So they don't right. dig those up. Okay, but the so tulips maybe, are like candy. Yeah. So they will. So I kind of intermixed them. And kind of created a barrier on some of the plantings. But like the one the one bed that I did take them off of uh, was my raised bed where it's just tulips. Okay. Because I thought, see if the bunnies jump up there or not. They're already eating other stuff in my yard that's right. kind of been sacrificial mm-hmm. that I've left. The one thing you can do, you can actually make a little like a little nest out of chicken wire and put yeah. your, plant your bulbs in there. And, and squirrels can't dig those yeah. up because they can't. They're not strong enough to dig those out. I know people that have done that successfully. 
But I could see it being successful too, leaving it. Leaving it if, if it wasn't planted with other things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but absolutely. I could see leaving it because absolutely. the stem is only so thick. Right. Yeah. So it, once it gets past that point, but because they went up so fast, mine already like spread out and they were getting like they were getting cut into by the chicken oh, sure. wire. So oh, yeah. I just we removed it. Right. Well, so what about the rest of the stuff? The yard cleanup, the raking. I want to, I know I'm not supposed to. I still have I my know. roses covered. I know. Well, the thing the thing is, I, I saw a few people in our neighborhood kind of pulling out the rakes. <laughs> the, the fact <laughs> Here's is, Joyce laughing. No, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, you, you know, <laughs> if you take a look at your yard, if your grass is green, it would be kind of a miracle because it's, it's just way too early. Mm-hmm. But all that you're really going to do is is you're going to dig up the turf and you're going to you're going to actually dig up the grass right with it. It's just way too. The ground is too soft. It's too early. Yeah, we need about you know after this heat passes through this week and things get normal again. If we could get a really good rain, a mm-hmm. good heavy rain, like at the end of the week, like theoretically they're predicting, that will firm up and settle down the ground. And then I would say, like you know, by next week, by the end of next week, it would probably be okay to rake. And everything looks so dirty and icky and yeah. all that snow, and you just kind of want to get it out of there, but. It's really just too early because you're going to do more damage. And especially now that it's so incredibly warm, that young grass, it'll it'll dry right. The, the roots will get exposed and it'll dry right okay. up. Okay, and I You think, just really don't want to do that. I think we're supposed to, like Sunday, I think it's supposed to get, like it's supposed to be kissing like the 32 degrees right. in the middle of the night. I don't think it's supposed to be down that low for very long, but yeah. it's just long enough that if you uncover all of this stuff, then you could be risking losing all of that stuff right. just at least to getting frost burn on it. There is also too with the nomo may. Mm-hmm. If you're going to participate in that, if you've left leaf litter, a mulch on your gardens or around your yard, you should probably not touch your leaf litter because there are pollinators in there still. There are eggs of the pollinators in there. So if you disrupt it, you could be killing them if you mow it. Um, I would just leave it and let it go for the next week. I've been digging around and picking and like poking at things just to see if my peonies are coming up or what's survived. And then I'll just, you know, put it back down. Um, I think we should touch on too, like if you didn't mow your leaves and you left solid big leaves down Mm -hmm. that you created like that mat. And if you're seeing like a, almost like a solid carpet and when you go to like peek underneath it, it comes up like it sheets of paper right i would maybe just just fluff it up a little bit like that needs um, to gently. be moved right yeah i would just to let that rain get down under there and yeah i think that's that's really important because otherwise mm-hmm. you can actually smother the plants that are down yeah. there and they right. can start yeah if you notice like say if you have um, peonies for example and you notice that they're coming up and if the plants start to kind of turn white or real light colored mm-hmm it's time to give them some air. Not getting enough yeah, air and yeah. sun. Okay. Yep. And that's when molds can set in and it's just, oh. Super it's, fun. It's a bad yeah. situation. Well, I rolled my strawberry planter out of the garage and looking, I was looking for signs of life. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it some water. We're going to cross our fingers for that. But caring for some other plants, uh, plants that you might have gotten, Easter lilies, super common uh, thing to have received in the last couple of weeks. I think that there's an interesting thing about, and I was trying to find the information on this, and I, I I didn't start soon enough, and I didn't find the exact name of the disease. But Easter lilies, you know, are not native to this country. Mm-hmm. They, they, I think they're from yeah. like Japan or you know that that part of the world. But anyway, 
this was a few years ago. There was a quite a bit of information that was out there about Easter lilies after you have them in the house and they bloom and they smell beautiful and everything is wonderful. And okay, well, what do I do with this plant? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you can you can take that bulb and plant it in your garden. However, you need to be really really careful with that because Easter lily bulbs can carry a virus that is fatal to other if you have like other lilies in your garden. Whoa! And if oh, you have like you, uh, you know. <laughs> Um, Asiatic lilies, which are you know kind of spinny, they're beautiful. But yeah. if you if invested in those, or if you have, well, even tiger lilies can be somewhat more mm-hmm. susceptible to diseases. But it's particularly the Asiatic lilies. Easter lily bulbs are not necessarily infected with a virus, but they 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 are they can be. And if they are, you could basically destroy your whole lily bed in one season. Because I'm talking years ago, and I think it's probably at least 25 years ago, I had this really nice Easter lily, and I, I took the bulb, and I planted it out in the garden. Then. And in that fall, that Easter lily came up and bloomed again, and it was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then after that, I had some other lilies. Everything died. Oh, <laughs> so, sad. So what happened? I Murderer! Whatever that, experiment. <laughs> whatever that virus was, it must have been infected. Weird. Um, it's, 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 I think it's called... Botrytis, and it's a gray yes. mold fungus, a huh. fungal disease. Yep. And for whatever reason, and I don't know the biology behind it, but Easter lilies are more susceptible to that than other lilies. And so I, what I, I guess there's a whole point to what I'm trying to say here is it's a good idea to try to, you know, recycle those bulbs and plant them, but be careful about where you plant them. Okay. Because you could you could destroy a total bed of Asiatic lilies in in one season if you didn't do it correctly. I'm all for saving like gift bulbs that have been indoors and mm-hmm. put, putting them in the gardens and stuff. But I'm with Joyce. Like put it somewhere else. If it was my garden, I would probably put that in the compost pile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the yeah. other thing then that, I benefited from it that way. Yeah. It's not likely that forced bulbs will bloom again nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's actually I think fairly likely that tulips, if they've been forced, yes. if you had a had a garden or a one of those flower boxes, you know, the indoor um, thing that people buy and give as gifts and stuff, the chances of the tulips reblooming are about zip and none. Yes. The, but daffodils are a little sturdier; they will come back. So it's actually worth, I would say, worth planting those daffodils in your regular garden if you have space. But the yeah. tulips. If they come up, they're going to be some little spindly. They're they're really not they, going to be what they be should. Leaves. Yeah. They've they'll used way too much energy blooming that first time. Okay, you know, being yeah. forced to bloom, and it's not worth it. Yeah, there's some things you definitely could save, but like those exotics, the the cultivars, and all that. I would right if it was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like to do garden experiments. I like trial and error. I would not be risking it with all the special plants that I have in my yard. I think I would be putting it in a quarantine bed. Right. And maybe trying something there. That makes sense. Yep. Or the compost pile. Master Gardeners, Joyce and Kim in with us today here on Talk of the Town. Um, Working in the greenhouse, so Valley Veggies and Flowers getting set to open up. I think we've got an opening date of May 1st. Yes. And so personally, I have some stuff that's seated there. And I've been waiting. I have like a whole tray of peppers. Oh. One came up. Wow. Uh, That's what I'm finding. Like, yeah. was my seed bad or what? And it's on a grow, uh, it's on a heat mat. It's yeah. under grow lights. I, in a greenhouse. In a greenhouse. Perfect yeah. conditions, right? People are watering it. We're taking care of it. Um, that's Did you just start my over? Personal stuff. Um, yes. 
So we're going to cross our fingers on that tray. We're just still watching. Did you use but, the same soil that the other stuff was planted yes. in? Yeah, the same soil from the green. I think it's the seed. I think it's the bad seed. Yeah, so that's, that's that possi- well possibility. Be. Here's the other good news. I think we uh, somebody counted, and at last count we had 260 plus different varieties of flowers for wow. sale this year. Just an FYI. Uh, a little unpaid commercial, <laughs> but um, so is sixty thousand plus plants. That's um, awesome of vegetables and flowers. So we're working on potovers right now in order to get ready to open. I'm but, so excited about that. There's lots of garden centers that are going to be opening in the next week or two. I, well, I think sure. Thing, I really would like to, and we talk about it all the time. But people yes. need to recognize the last frost date for this area is about May 14th. <laughs> That's what I was yes, going to say. say. What do I say that now? again? And you know, May 14th. May 14th is the average. And I know. Oh well, what are you talking about? It's 90 degrees outside. Well, I might might not know what I'm talking about, but I know what the averages say. <laughs> Don't. And, that. <laughs> and um, the problem that I see, some of the really the really big area, like Donahue's over in Faribault, is, mm-hmm. is huge, obviously. Yeah. If you've never taken a yes. field trip, I, I, I really, take a weekend over there. What are yes. you talking about? Like, it's crazy. My, yeah. my thing is I really try to I tell people buy local. That's yeah. really important. Yes. However, if you want want some eye candy, the Faribault has this place, Donahue's, that is just, just go there and walk around. It's like you walking don't even, into a cran box. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the thing is... They're opening. I believe I got the email. It's their op- their hard opening is April nineteenth. I think next week. Oh, so don't bring things home yet, right? Well, see, or that's what? the piece that I don't know exactly how you go there and not buy something, you and don't. then once you bring it home, <laughs> what exactly? What exactly are you going to do with it if you don't have the right indoor conditions? Though, mm-hmm. yeah. it won't so, it won't last another month indoors? No, those those outdoor plants are really meant to be outdoor plants. So right, I'd say just. Hold your horses and go go shopping. The you know in about three weeks. <laughs> right. Jo- Joyce just wants to be the one to get there and get her picks right. first. Yeah. Right. No, I totally <laughs> feel you on that. Is there anything that we can plant now? I was thinking about like yeah cold crops or like lettuce or things like. like are there things that we could put in some of those well, spaces? Once, once yeah. the soil temperature is you know pushing fifty degrees or if, I don't think it's. I, I think, think it's we're technical. there. Aren't we? Yeah, I think this. The thing that's really interesting is the the frost this year didn't really. My understanding is didn't go that deep because we had that early early snow cover. But then I also know three days ago there were people that had snow banks behind their garages and stuff on the north side. Because, right. Yeah. And that ground really, if if you have a shady area or a protected area, chances are the ground is still too cold. But if if you've got a real sunny sunny area. Some of those things like radishes, mm-hmm. lettuce, those really, really early crops, you could plant those. Um, but, you know, if we get, and it's it's only mid-April, we could get yeah. another real cold snap. And, you know, that stuff. Would that kill the seed? If I, if I went out and like in a raised bed and planted some lettuce or some radish seed now and then we get that cold snap. It it probably it probably would not kill the seed, but it it kind of causes it to linger. Okay, <laughs> like yeah. I like it and so it's it. it's it's just it's really better to just wait until it's really time. I know we get yeah. so excited about you know, but it, it's this time of year. You're like the queen of wait for me, and I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. Joyce it's, said no. I'm the well, queen just, of impatient. <laughs> and let's see. Let's La- try last this. year, last year, I never plant tomatoes and peppers till um, the end of May. And last year we planted right at the end of May, and then over Memorial Day weekend, the tops of my tomatoes froze. Yep, because (laughs) that last frost date, when we talk about that, which was May fourteenth, roughly fifty percent chance there'll be frost before that date. Last frost before that date, and fifty percent chance that there'll be a frost 
after that date. Yeah. So you okay. know, it's, so we're very clear about yeah, that. Okay. Don't, there could be a frost after that date. You don't, uh, not you don't, likely. You don't gain much from say if you planted. I mean, I don't know if people if radishes are that popular that people would be. You know, I like them. Uh, well, I like radishes too, but you know, enough is enough. We. we, we <laughs> she yeah. didn't say turnip, so you know, we're good. But the, <laughs> yeah. the thing is, and even if you. I mean, people, I know all the, there are potatoes, seed potatoes for sale all over the place right now and onions and all those things. And I would encourage people, if you want to get a good selection, go buy those. But if you don't plant them because yeah. potatoes mm-hmm. or onions are a good example. Goes, well, I could plant those. They're going to be underground. Yeah. And then they could easily rot underground too, because sure. we could easily, easily get a cold rainy period. It's mm-hmm. April. April is supposed to be a rainy rainy mm-hmm. month and thank god we need that we need the moisture but yeah um mm-hmm. you're better off to plant potatoes and onions plant them i'd say like right around mother's day you know by then um the ground will be probably nice and moist and it takes them a couple weeks to come up anyway and they're fine you know? i kind of use mother's day as that that time yeah. that gauge of like yeah. now it's okay that's yeah. kind of my anchor date too okay i kind of use that date and i'm like well that's my special day, so I can do whatever I want, which includes <laughs> Leave planting. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I will be in the garden. Nice. Uh, so as we're looking forward to, well, I, we don't know what kind of weather. Do you want, ever watch the, uh, we got about three minutes left, um, the Farmer's Almanac or anything like that? Uh, oh, or yeah, yeah. predictions as far as, yeah. In fact, my husband bought me a copy of that a few weeks ago. Of this, there you go. And it's it was just mostly kind of for laughs. And I think, the reading. Yep. I think <laughs> this, yep. this year so far... Nothing that they've said in there about in our area, the weather has been correct. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to have been hot and dry since last February. Well, we had the coldest coldest and snowiest <laughs> yeah. um, you know, um, season on record. So it, they, didn't, they didn't make the cut this year. But there's a lot of good little jokes in there and stuff. The only one thing I did want to mention again today is for people to save the date for yeah. Saturday, April, 20, April 29th is our education day. Um it's you know here in Mankato. It's at the Pioneer Bank building on Adams Street, and we're looking forward to that. And and by then, we should we should definitively know, you know, as far as what is the weather doing now. I mean, yeah. by the end of April, you can kind of get a get a drift of of you'll have a ten day forecast. I'll tell you, do we have twenty degrees in the forecast, or you know, it'll be it'll right. be good. By then, people will get a chance to know what's going on. So that's coming up on the 29th. Is there anything that we need to know as far as do we need to register? Do you no. need to know how many people are coming? We just show up when, no, where, it's what? it's just show up. That it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we start registration at 9 o'clock. We start the program at 9.30. And the reason we have registration is we like to keep track of who's participating. And then we send them emails, you know, or we're having another event or just kind of we like to see what kind of cross-section of the community shows up for this stuff. And I, I think... Gardening is becoming more and more um, important to people, mm-hmm. and um, so we I th- we expect a, a pretty decent turnout. And uh, and again, it, free is free. You know, you don't just mm-hmm. have to show up. But the other thing I guess I would say with that is, as a result of it being free, bring your own refreshments and food. We're not we're not serving anything that keeps it a little safer from a sanitation standpoint. Right. We, yeah. we aren't handling any food. Bring your own coffee or whatever it is that you need, and and. Uh, we're very grateful to the Pioneer Bank for letting us use that facility as a nonprofit. So it's just, it's a wonderful facility. I've been there for some lifelong learner events. Just fabulous. Yeah. So come get some knowledge. Yeah. All right. Will you both yeah. be there? Absolutely. I will be there. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll show up. Uh, uh, once again, tell your son that I've got uh, tomato starts in the 
seedling tray sure. that he made, made That's us awesome. last time. Did you plant something in yours, Joyce? I did not. I She's have to waiting. admit, I did not. I'm kind of waiting. It's I'm okay. gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna actually She's plant waiting. a few tomato tomatoes this week now, because then they'll be just like I like the to plant them in yeah. the garden, real small. Yes. Oh yeah, because yes. they don't have any kind of transplant shock they just start to grow and then we have all these tomatoes more than we can possibly use so mm, yeah all right well can't wait till we talk to you again we've moved into twice a month now right yeah we're, we, we're into the twice a month mode I sounds think. good we've got our master gardeners in for a chat today even though it's warm outside keep your fingers out of the garden right <laughs> joyce yeah. and kim thank you so much for coming in thanks thank for having you. us